Good morning and welcome to Rich Thoughts for Breakfast. I'm Harold Herring and that's my fine wife, Beth. Hallelujah. On, on a this, wonderful Wednesday. On a wonderful Wednesday. Our Do Not Fear scripture today comes out of 2 Kings 19.6. 2 Kings 19.6. Isaiah said to them, tell your master, this is what the Lord says. Do not be afraid of what you've heard. Those words with which the underlings of the king of Assyria has blasphemed me. Mm -hmm. well, think about it. Thank you, Lord. The teaching today is entitled Five Ways to Get God's Help. Mm. There's one thing that we to have such a relationship with our Heavenly Father that people will say to us what Abimelech said to Isaac in Genesis 21-22. And the New Living Translation. Yes. About this time, Abimelech, with Pichol, his army commander, went to visit Abraham. God is obviously <laughs> with you, helping you in everything you do, Abimelech said. If you and I live our lives in such a way, and God is obviously with us, now that's a powerful thought, and what a way to live. Think what it means to have the creator of heaven and earth helping us in everything we do. Yes. The knowledge of his presence and his assistance should comfort and strengthen even the most insecure among us. Here are five ways to get God's help in everything we do. Number one, give to the poor with a willing heart. Deuteronomy 15.10. 1510 New Living Translation. Give generously to the poor, not grudgingly, for the Lord your God will bless you in everything you do. There are three powerful points in this verse. First, we're to give generously. That means not giving leftovers or what the world calls chump change. Proverbs 11:24. There is that scattereth and yet increaseth, and there is that that withholdeth. More than his meat, but it tendeth to poverty. Contemporary English version of that verse says, You can become rich by being generous or poor by being greedy. Think of that. How do you determine what giving generously means? It's simple. Ask God and He'll tell you. Yes, yes, yes. Interesting. Because when you're giving, you're planting seed, and when it's you're withholding, it. you are not. Second, the scripture says that we should not give grudgingly. Deuteronomy 15.10, 15.10 in the King James Version says, Thou shalt surely give him, and thine heart shall not be grieved when thou givest unto him. Because that for, because that for this thing the Lord thy God shall bless thee in all thy works, and in all thou that puttest thine hand unto. This translation says that we should not be grieved when we give which is more of often translated as displeased. Well, I'll grudgingly give to the Lord. Mm -mm -mm -mm. Here's how to make God happy in our giving. 2 Corinthians 9, 7. 2 Corinthians 9, 7 Classic Amplified teaches us, Let each one give as he has made up his own mind and purposed in his heart, not reluctantly or sorrowfully or under compulsion, for God loves, he mm. takes pleasure in prizes. Yes. Prizes above other things, and is unwilling to abandon or do without a cheerful, joyous, prompt to do it giver whose heart is in his giving. 
The best way to never give grudgingly is to know that if God tells you to give, that's all the motivation you need. I can tell you it is like, I mean, it is like taking it to the bank to actually better than that. Taking it and knowing it'll be putting it in the field and you know it's going to multiply. And remember Ephesians 6, 8. Is, it's an attitude changing, God blessing scripture if there ever was one. Third, the Lord your God will bless you in everything you do. It, not even the thought of God blessing me in everything I do. And that, that's such a powerful, rich thought. Deuteronomy 15.10, 15.10, International Version. Give generously to him and do so without grudgingly, without a grudging heart. And because of this, the Lord your God will bless you in all your work and everything you put your hand to. Think of that. The greatest thing about Deuteronomy 15.10 is that the verse doesn't say God might or could bless you. It says he will bless you. That sounds like an absolute to us, and it fires up our most holy faith. Yes. Hallelujah. We rejoice in the death of your army. Is helping orphanages in Mexico and Ghana also rejoice that we're helping to build water wells in India. And other things we actually get involved in even more. Number two, don't charge interest to fellow believers. Deuteronomy 23.20, 23.20 in the New Living Translation says, You may charge interest to foreigners, but you may not charge interest to Israelites so that the Lord your God may bless you in everything you do in the land you are about to enter and occupy. So why is this scripture important? Well, number one, we know that God hates evil and debt is evil. In Psalm 97.10, 97.10 it says, Ye that love the Lord hate evil. He preserveth the souls of his saints. He delivereth them out of the hand of the wicked. When we read this scripture, God shows us that debt is wrong and evil. How can we make such a bold statement? Well, we looked up the definition of evil in Strong's Concordance. That means bad, unpleasant, evil, giving pain, unhappiness, and misery. Okay, what does debt do? Debt is unpleasant. Debt is bad. Debt definitely gives you pain. Debt absolutely brings unhappiness. Misery is a close friend of debt. Therefore, as the scripture says, if we love God, we should hate debt. Yes. Because it's evil. So true. The scripture is also clear that God hates financial slavery. Proverbs 22.7, 22.7 in the Contemporary English Bible says, The poor are ruled by the rich, and those who borrow, thank you, Lord, are slaves of money lenders. I think this can help us understand a little better why God is so adamant about one believer not charging another believer interest. However, the scripture says that if you loan money to someone outside the faith, you can charge them interest. And that's an interesting thought. Of course, they were more of a community. But obedience to the scriptural directive is another example of how the Lord blesses us in the things that we do. Matter of fact, we, we might as well say this. <clears throat> a lot of times if people well, I won't get into that because that could be a whole other sermon. Maybe we'll bring it up. Anyway, we do believe if a person were to loan you money without interest, you should bless them in some other way. Number three, obey instructions, his instructions, even when difficult. When you're facing a tough adversary, when the storms of life are 
swirling around him. But it seems there's no way to make it. That defeat is inevitable. Remember the words of Joshua in 1-7, 1-7, New Living Translation. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you. Do not deviate from them, turning either to the right or to the left. Then you'll be successful in everything you do. There's no conditional obedience to God's word. You either obey it or you don't. It's not a kind of sort of thing. But obedience to his word comes with immeasurable and a never-ending benefit. Deuteronomy 29.9, 29.9, New Living Therefore, obey the terms of this covenant so that you will prosper in everything you do. Mm-mm. And number four, holiness is a lifestyle. Yes. Some think it's difficult to live a life of holiness, but if the Word of God tells us that we need to be holy, it's definitely a doable lifestyle. It's one that we may be doing, well, as we get just getting better at it all the time. But 1 Peter 1.15 1 Peter 1.15, New Living Translation says, But now you must be holy in everything you do, just as God who chose you is holy. However, and it's a big however, you can't do it on your own. You've got to have grace. You've got to have allow God to, well, put that in you to do what is necessary to be done. I love Psalm 37.5, New yes. Living Translation. It yes. says, Commit need to do this every morning. That's what I do for sure. Commit everything you do to the Lord. Trust him and he will help you. So look for his help throughout Amen. the day. And number five, bring glory and honor to him. Mm. You and I came with an, you and I came with a owner's manual. It would no doubt say that priority number one, numero uno, is for us to do what our creator does. We don't call the Bible an owner's manual. That's essentially what it is for us. Ephesians 5.1, 5.1, New Living Translation. Living in the light, imitate God. Therefore, in everything you do, because you are his dear children. Mm -hmm. On a daily basis, you and I should desire that every step we take, every, spe every word we speak, bring glory and honor to him. Our concern should be to represent his godly character yes. because we are his dear children. 1 Peter 4.11, 1 Peter 4.11, New Living Translation. You have the gift of speaking and speak as though God himself were speaking through you. You have the gift of helping others. Do it with all your strength and energy that God supplies. And everything you do will bring glory to God. Through Christ Jesus, all glory and power to him forever and ever. Amen. Mm -hmm. A final thought. God absolutely wants to bless us in everything we do. But the choice is ours. And let me just add this quickly. <clears throat> and I've heard people say, well, I just want to live for the Lord. I used to teach, talk about this a lot when I was teaching and doing Bible studies. You cannot live for the Lord. And people go, what? You can't live for the Lord? I said, no, that's not the purpose of it. It's to let the Lord live through Come you. On. You know, we are crucified with yes. Christ. Nevertheless, we live. But not I, but Christ in us. I mean, that is the point of it. 
we are just doing it in our own works if we're trying to get out there and do what's right before God and saying, I hope this pleases you. The point is to let the Holy Spirit rule and reign in our lives, be the umpire in our hearts and minds so that we're doing what it is that he wants us to do. Then we know that we know it will be successful. Hallelujah. Today is the 27th day of December. Yes. If you haven't, start reflecting on what your goals are for the new year. That's it. In the six major areas of your life. Spiritual, financial, physical, mental, social, family. Family actually should come up higher. Start thinking about it. Write them out. This is his in the back of Right division. And make it plain. Make it plain. Hallelujah. We hope you have the most wonderful Wednesday. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And until tomorrow morning at 830 Eastern, God bless you. Happy trails. And keep thinking rich thoughts from the Word of God. We love you. We appreciate you. We do. God bless you. Bye-bye.